Nothing, just an incident. That's what you get when you don't need the space. I am stupid. I am stupid. Get in there, Lewis. Hello, and welcome back to another episode of Fan Behavior and F1 Podcast. I am Zoe, and as always, I'm here with Hannah. Hello. I shouldn't say as always, because there have been some times where we haven't been together, but that's okay. For the most part, we are. We are. And like such as. And like everything like such as. Um, happy summer break. Summer break rolls on. Certainly does. When this comes out, we will be just days away from race weekend in Zanfort. Do you know what Zanfort is? Uh, I don't put you on the spot if you don't know. Dutch? Yes, exactly. I mean, um, I knew it was Max, but I was <laughs> nervous I was going to say something stupid. Um, so we're just, we're, we're almost there. We're almost there. Um, but we have to fill the summer break with, I would say, evergreen content is a good way of putting it. Mm-hmm. Because there hasn't, at least when we're recording this, hasn't been a lot of news to discuss. It's true. Um, not a lot of stuff going on in silly season at least as of right now. Um, again, as the time of recording, things may change by the time this comes out, though I I don't know what exactly. Um, so, you know, we figured let's let's make some content that the people have been asking for. Amen. And the people have been asking for a Grand Prix guide, USGP tips and tricks episode from us where we just give our what we've experienced and what we think people who are maybe going to their very first race, the do's and don'ts of just races in general, but then also specifically of the USGP. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's what we're going to do this episode. I do want to preface before we get into all this, that Hannah and I are nowhere near experts on this topic. Certainly not. We've only, well, we've both been to Austin once. I've been to one other race, but that's it. So we are very, very you know, inexperienced in terms of going to races. We can only speak to the experience we've had thus far. And there's a lot of other people out there, creators, podcasters who have been to many more races in many more locations who have probably a lot more knowledge and experience and tips, tricks than we do. So just want to preface with that off the top that um, take what we say with a grain of salt, um, take what you want, what you don't want, find other information elsewhere but i would not say to use us as like a uh be all end all of no. how to do a gp and how to you how to do the us gp no um we can only speak to our experience so that's what we're gonna do um the b- majority of this episode is going to be about the us gp and sort of like what you should know leading up to the us gp it's, it's only a couple months away now um and uh so the majority will be about that about you know accommodation where to where to um sit at at the race what the what the track is like um all those types of things but i also figured we could give you some general some general tips that even if you're not going to the usgp you can carry with you to other races um so shall we get into it let's do it okay so again this is just the general gp tips and tricks i think the very first thing that is so important is and this sounds obvious but every single race is different. Yeah. You cannot compare necessarily your experience. Let's let's just use the USGP, for example, in Austin, Texas, to what you would experience like for me when I went to Monaco. Right. I mean, I, 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 it's obviously not night and day because they're still Formula One races, but one is at a permanent racetrack. Yeah. The other is a street course. Um, in a very, very small European country compared to a major metropolitan American city. Yeah. Um, everything is going to be different. And so just because something is one way at one track does not mean it's going to be the same way at a different track, yada, yada, yada. And that goes for literally everything. Where you sit, the pricing, what is available for you at the track, transportation, the cost of where you're going to stay. I mean, everything is different right so and 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 that's even true within the u.s the people that experience my miami is very different from your experience in austin yeah um so just remember that going forward now obviously there's some things that, that are true in terms of like you should always bring sunscreen to right track sure to. you should always have a portable charger with you you know all those types of things but 
it is it is not like a when you go to any other sporting event and not not that you've been to a bunch of sporting events but like if you go to a soccer game yeah the stadium might be a, a bit different the fans but you're it's the same, same thing yeah. you there's a ticket you there's a seat yeah you know it's same all, with concerts exactly yeah, it's all just kind of the same and and that is not the case when it comes to formula one so that's yeah. important to remember yeah you can use it as a reference but it's not going to be a definitive like oh it was like this here so it's going to be like exactly this um this also sounds very obvious but it is incredibly important for you to do your own research Yes. Very, very important. And again, you can ask people, you can reach out to us, you can reach out to other people who've been to races. But the reality is that you kind of have to take your own, take matters into your own hands yeah. and do your own research. And this goes for, again, any tracker going to. When we went to Austin last year, we both hadn't been, obviously, we hadn't been to any form of the one races. And I can't tell you the amount of time I spent on Reddit, on social media, on Google, just like, and the, beautiful thing about this sport is that there's so many resources available yeah. to you so you can find people who've been to probably any single race you're thinking about going to and i've said this before but reddit is such an incredible tool because you'll get firsthand experience from people who've been to monza who've been to barcelona who've been to suzuka who've been to singapore whatever and you can really find firsthand from people the do's and don'ts experiences etc mm-hmm. etc et so utilize those um, as much as you can, but really do your research because, like I said, every single race is different. Every single, um, like, how to get to and from and where races are located are all different. So you've you, you've got to you've got to do your research. Yeah, and I'm a big research person, so that comes easy to me. And I know it's not always like people's favorite part of. Go- it's 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 not necessarily fun for people to like do the homework. Yeah. But it's very necessary. Yeah, it's and very it's, important. It's very, very, very important. I also think an important thing to remember, especially if you've never been to a race before, is that, and again, this is how it's different from other sports, is the viewing experience on TV is going to be better than a, at a race. Yeah. And that seems counterintuitive or it seems like, I I don't know, like you don't go to enough, and speaking for, for, for me, and I feel like, you feel the same way you don't go to an f1 race or an f1 race weekend to like see incredible racing because you can't because you can't you can see the cars go by you can see incredible speed you can see the cars in person you might be able to see some overtaking a pass here and there but the reality is you're gonna see maybe a couple of minutes comprehensively of the race yeah um and that's really important to keep in your head because you're going for different reason. Like you're going for the, at least again, for me, it's the environment. It's the vibe. You're around other race fans. It's, it's more festival vibes. Yeah, for sure. I would say. Um, and again, this all depends on where you're sitting, what you're able to see, what you're able to not see. Um, but even the best grandstand seats only have a certain amount of visibility of yes. the whole track. Even those who are in like the nicest hospitality suites only have limited visibility. The difference between the hospitality suites and normal grandstands is that they can go inside and look at the TV. Right. Um, so, yeah. And, and I will say, too, I think, you know, one thing we notice at Coda is that the screens are relatively small, so it can be hard to see them. I don't know what that is like at other tracks. I imagine that varies a little bit. Yep. Like at Monaco, you said they were big. Yeah. In Monaco, it was big and we happened to be like directly across from a TV and it was great. And the announcers were very, were very loud. So we like knew what was happening in the like, and obviously this is qualifying, but like it was a in terms of like knowing what was going on and like following much easier in Monaco than it was for us last year when we were at Coda. Um, so yeah, a lot of that, that depends on where, are, where are you? Can you see a TV? Are you able to figure out what's going on? Uh, cause if you're right in front of a TV, then, then it's right. great. Yeah. But you can't always guarantee that. Mm-hmm. So I think that's important to remember in the back of your mind. Like it's, it's not going, you're not going to be able to know everything that's going on in the, in the race. Like even for us at Coda last year, it's like, we couldn't quite, like we didn't know what happened to certain people or like someone had a really, well, Max had a bad 
pit stop. But then like I think Seb had a bad pit stop, but we weren't we didn't know that. And we're like, wait, where 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 did he go? Yeah, like, kind of lose track of people. And I think you ended up getting you had the app. You were able to follow what was going yeah. on. Um, it's just it's just different. It's yeah, a different experience. Again, it's not like you're going to a soccer game, a basketball game, whatever. Where it's like there's the game. It's in front of your face. Right. We're all surrounding it. It's right there. Yeah. And uh, it's not like that. Not at all. In an F1 race, which sounds obvious, but I think it's... Um, it actually, it, it does sound obvious, but even when we got there, I was like, oh yeah, it didn't really occur to me that we would see like a collective two minutes of these cars driving by. Because the other thing is, again, this sounds dumb, but like they're going so fast. Yeah. And like sometimes on TV, you just don't get the... Like you can't wrap your mind around how fast they're going. But they, I mean, they just zoom past it. Like, it's like there's Mercedes and then they're gone. Like, you yes. just don't even get like a full visual. Yes, exactly. Um, I did want to talk about some just like race day essentials to mm-hmm. bring. And I feel like there's obviously the obvious things of sunscreen, portable charger, um, a hat, bring water, bring snacks. Is there anything else you could think of that's like a must bring for people going to a race? Yeah, I also think too, like, the same way that not every like experience race experience is different. Not every track is going to have the same permissions of what you can and can't bring in. So make sure you're checking in like bag size and what you're allowed to bring in. Like I know at least for last year, and I don't know if it will be different, but at Coda, like we were able to bring in a full size backpack and we had snacks and bottles of water and Gatorade. And, um, you know, we bought a couple things from like their concession stands there, but they were very flexible about what you were allowed to bring in. There might be some tracks that you have to have a clear bag. I really like, I just don't know. So just make sure you're checking in with that. The one it's, I would say it's a nice to have, not a have to have, but something to think about if you're in the GA is something to sit on. Cause we, well, we kind of committed last minute to going to the race. Also, we were going to go watch the race somewhere on TV, like downtown or something, um, but when we found out it might be Daniel's last time in Austin, which it's not, but uh, we were like, we should probably just go. It's not like it, it was, was worth like it anyway, but yeah, but I mean, we still had a great time, <laughs> yeah. but, um, especially at least where we were sitting in at Coda, which do you remember what turn it was? It was 19. 19? Yeah. So it's a bit of a hill. And I think some of the other ones like turn one is also kind of a hill. It can get a little hard on your back if you're sitting down for a long time. So they have a like just a blanket's fine. And then another thing that I think if we d- decide to do GA again this year that I'll probably get is for like 20 bucks, you can get these what I think they're called like stadium chairs and they're quite inexpensive and they're not like super high tech or anything, but it at least gives you like a pad to sit on and it basically clips together so you can lean back on it mm-hmm. um, and just make it a little bit more comfortable. You can also, like, I know people brought in lawn chairs um, mm-hmm. to Coda. So if you have, like, if you live nearby or planning on driving or want to just buy some lawn chairs and leave them behind, I don't recommend that. But I did see that some people did. You can definitely bring those in because um, it is like a long day of like between the driver parade and then, you know, I mean, the race is almost two hours long. So it yeah. it's just can be a lot of sitting, sitting and yeah. um, it's not all that comfortable all the time. Yeah, exactly. Um, so, I mean, it's pretty, again, self-explanatory and a lot of the stuff you can find online if, as to what you can and can't bring or what you should and shouldn't bring. Um, but, you know, be be prepared for like a day in the sun, typically, or the rain. Bring a raincoat. I mean, obviously, yeah, check the weather and make sure you know what's what, what you're in for. Um, that's just the, I mean, again, it just sounds so obvious, but like you just got to pay attention to mm-hmm. like, the weather that's going on, what's yeah, what's going on around you. You you have to put in the time to figure out what you're gonna need. Yeah. And obviously from like a rain perspective, I would imagine umbrellas have very few places of like you actually being allowed to use them. Like don't be the person in the grandstand with an umbrella. That happened in Monaco to us. Not nice. Um, I get it. We all want to be dry, but you know, a hooded poncho for eight dollars yeah does the same thing and it doesn't obstruct the view of your fellow fan exactly um and then another thing that i think is i i feel like is important or not important but i think it's a good thing to remember is like you don't have to go to all three days of the race correct and i feel like people have this they feel like in order to be like i'm a good f1 fan i'm gonna go to all three days and if you want to obviously you should but i think 
if you're thinking about like going to a race overseas or in a different country, or you're going to travel, like I would say like pick a city or place that you wanted to go visit. And like, you wanted to see whether that again, wherever that is, if it's, if it's Italy, if it's Japan, um, and then like pick a day, pick a day to go to the racetrack, um, whether that that's on the race, it's a Saturday, whatever. Um, and like enjoy your day at the racetrack, but you don't have to go to all three days to have a really good yeah. experience. Um, going just one day, and I, I guess I can speak from my experience in Monaco, like it's really fun. It's fun to go and be in the in- environment, see all, all the things and all that jazz. Uh, and then it's really great to like go watch the race somewhere in the city, mm-hmm. like with other F1 fans. That's really fun too. Um, so that's another thing that I would say is like, you can just like pick a day. And and I, for me, that day would be Saturday um, because you do get like a fun qualifying competitive experience. Um, but then you also get to like travel and see the city and um, experience like what it's like to be there on an F1 w- weekend without being at the track, mm-hmm. which I think is also fun. Yeah. Um, so that's kind of a very general race tip tips and stuff like that now we're going to get into more of like usgp austin coda specific things um but i know that you have something that you want to share prior to us getting into that i do very important yes so if you're watching on youtube we have these really cool new sweatshirts you see (laughs) (laughs) um so brayden from park ferme um sent us these as well as a sticker pack um just to kind of promote their brand um and just wanted to share a few things with them so they are a vancouver-based boutique streetwear brand um very small team um but huge f1 fans with special charity driven focuses which i'm really excited about as is zoe um so they are super high quality we were commenting on how like heavy and just cozy they are but they're really great quality um and something that's really cool is a portion of each item sold, including their prints, goes directly towards um, the charity that they have, which is called the Park Fermi Foundation. Um, and they're committing to sending young, uh, young, deserving F1 fans and their families to an F1 race experience. Um, kind of focusing on young kids who have, have uh, faced difficulties, life challenges, or just wouldn't have the means to make it to a race without a foundation like um, they're stepping in. Um, obviously, we all know F1 can be expensive. And then... Um, you know, it's an awesome weekend. We've all, well, not, I shouldn't say we all, but I can speak for myself. I know Zoe feels the same way, but like, there's just really nothing like an F1 weekend and like, whether it's a day or the whole weekend, like just getting to experience it for the first time. And so I think it's really cool that he wants to share it. He sort of had an experience with his grandparents when he was younger, going to his first race. And this sort of became a dream of his to be able to do this for other families um they sent someone um a special kid and their family to the australian gp earlier this year and their next goal which is why i think this it's important to talk about in this episode is to send a family to the us gp in austin in october so um all orders no matter how big or small help in a big way um i do want to kind of add in a disclaimer they're especially clothing items they are a little bit more expensive um than what you might typically see um, because all of their garments are cut and sewn, meaning that there's no blanks. They're all designed in house and are they're crafted in Portugal. Um, and I really can say the attention to detail and quality is quite good. Yes. Um, so just really awesome brand, really awesome like mission. They have really cool products. They have um, some bags on there too. Also um, a little bit more expensive, but they are like made from old race suits. I think they're really, really awesome. Um, but like he said, they have some great prints on there. They have stickers, ton of stuff. So definitely take a look at their website. We'll put um link in our bio. Um, so thank you, Brayden and the Park Fair May team for sending us these hoodies. We're very excited and we're excited to help you get someone to Coda this year. Yeah. I feel like this would be a really good like birthday gift. Yes. Like if you're wanting to give a gift to someone who who, who is a not just a one fan, but a, a motorsport fan in general, like mm-hmm. it's a great, would be a great gift for sure. Um, or a gift to yourself as well. Amen. So we love gifting ourselves things. We do. We do. We do. Um, okay. Let's get into the USGP tips and tricks. Um, let's do it. So a really big question we got from people was about the parking versus the shuttle experience and what's worth it, what's not. 
pros and cons, et cetera, et cetera. Now, I think the most important thing to say off the top is it ultimately depends on how you are getting to Austin. If you are driving to Austin and you have a car, it's almost like a... Do you remember those like little quizzes we would do as kids? And it'd be like, you pick which way, like, you know, car or no car. And then you go down. Yeah. You know, like in J14 magazine. Exactly. If if you're flying into Austin and you don't have a car, do not rent a car. Yeah. It's not worth it. And don't worth your time. Do not do it. Go shuttle full on. Okay. If you have a car, then you can consider the parking element of it. But you could also consider shuttle. I think you can go back or forth. Mm-hmm. But I really feel like it is not worth your time, your energy to rent a car, to deal with all that bullshit if you don't have to. Because ultimately, mm-hmm. you can take the shuttle. It's easy. And you can, if you want to go to dinner, you want to go downtown, you want to go other places, you can Uber. Mm-hmm. Because what Hannah and I learned last year, having driven down to Austin, is we ended up having to pay a lot of money in uh toll fees um oh, i forgot about that yeah which is a whole other conversation for a different day but i don't think that we necessarily saved a bunch of money um driving no like i think again because and we'll get into this because you can get the shuttle from many different locations within austin you can easily find a place i think relatively close to where you're staying um that's going to be less expensive and then you don't don't have to worry about dealing with a rental car because Mm -hmm. that's always just a pain in the ass yeah um now obviously this depends on like how many people you're going with and you have a big party and yada yada yada. there's always uh, uh, exceptions to these rules but that's sort of my initial like thing which is don't even think about it if you are flying into austin and you're not planning to rent a car like or you don't really want to the shuttle is is good and like it's not worth it i don't feel like agreed to to do something different um okay so let's just talk about the shuttle and the parking and then we can kind of give our thoughts on to what we think is better agreed. or worse so the first thing i would say if you're considering the shuttle is go to the circuit of the america's website you can go to their uh, i think it's like under tickets you can look at like their shuttle information and all the information for the shuttles is on that site so you can find all of all of this there i just want to say that off the top. So there are three different pickup locations, pickup drop-off locations um, in Austin that the shuttle will pick you up from. So depending on where you're staying in, in Austin or what's closest to you, you can pick up the shuttle or get get on the shuttle from these different spots. Um, there is the downtown location, which is what we took last year, the Waterloo Park location. There's the Barton Creek Square Mall location and then the Travis County Expo Center. So Again, when you figure out where you're going to stay or you know where you're going to stay, look and see which of these three locations is closest to you and then decide your shuttle spot from from there. Now, you could also choose to reverse engineer and figure out, like, exactly. look at hotels or Airbnbs around these pickup locations, too, if, if you prefer to do that. So you're like maybe walking to the shuttle or looking, something yeah. like that instead. Yes. Now... When you're buying, the important thing to remember is that if you're buying these shuttle passes, you will pick your locations. Like if you want to do the downtown shuttle, you will pick, you will buy the downtown shuttle pass. So you can't change your mind and say, well, I I have the downtown shuttle pass, but actually I'm closer to the Barton Creek Mall. You can't do that. Yeah. Yeah. So so make sure that if you are buying shuttle passes, you are buying it for the right location that you are closest to or that you're planning to catch the shuttle from. Um, Some tickets will have the shuttle pass included. I know ours last year, because we bought GA tickets last minute, they were included. Um, So make sure to check your ticket if you already have tickets, because you might already have a shuttle included in that. Um, There's a lot of things that, like again, like we can't necessarily figure out for you. Like you have to sort of like figure out what your ticket situation is, your location, yada yada yada. Um, but I, I will say from our shuttle experience last year, was very easy getting on yes, the shuttle. Very easy getting on. Like we probably it was race day, so the the busiest day of the weekend. 
we probably got there what 8 30 yeah we got i mean we got there earlier than we need like early but not that early. no i mean it's like we were there at 6 a.m or something yeah and um we got on right there, yeah there's no i mean it, it's quite a bit of a um walk. like a walk to kind of which i they i think is actually really smart because the reason it is is so that when there's a long line it stays single file and whatever but um it was a bit of a walk kind of through the park to get to the shuttle but we didn't have to wait to get on a bus no it was very very easy um and yeah just got on the bus took you right to the track drops you off um and then you're good to go like mm-hmm. it's super super easy obviously it's a bit different on the way back but we had no problems um we probably would have had to wait in line longer if we if we didn't if we waited longer to go like if we yeah. until you know mid midday or something um but we had no problem showing up early so it was it was totally fine um parking on the other hand a lot of passes will also you could also get parking included in in those passes it is pretty expensive parking can be up there depending on again are you getting a three-day pass a one-day pass um you can buy parking additionally like as an add-on uh if you don't have it already um there's also a lot of unofficial parking lots. Now, the one that we were at last year, they're not doing F1 anymore. Um, I found that out. That's fine. I don't want to park there ever again. Um, it's not their fault. It was just we were in like the very back and it was... Yeah. So you can find... And again, like I've said before, like you can do this research. Just search like Coda unofficial parking lots and you will find a list of places that do parking. Um, these basically, they're like... I don't know, five, 10 minute walk away from the track, but they're, but they're nearby and they're like families that like have the space, um, that will do these, uh, that will charge you like 20 bucks for a day or something like that. 50 bucks for a weekend. Um, and, uh, if you don't even have, if you don't have parking ahead of time, like you could probably just pay there as well, like Venmo or cash, like have cash on you if that's what you're planning on doing. But some of these places will also take like advanced like reservations reservations yeah. as well. Um, so again, um, go online, just search for unofficial parking lots. Um, like I, I just pulled up on my phone. There's one called Danny and Carmen's parking, one called Pat's public parking. Um, there's a whole list. Um, so again, you can find that online pretty easily. Um, now the thing with parking is obviously you're in con- in control of when you ar- arrive at the track. You can leave whenever you want like you're not waiting around for a shuttle to show up, but you are stuck in the parking lot area if you can't get out. Like you you might have to wait for a long time mm-hmm. in your car to leave. Um like if your car's blocked in, you mean? Yeah. 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 Um or if there's traffic and whatnot. Um and I feel like in a way it's more expensive than um, the shuttle. Again, depending on how many days you're going and what kind of parking you get and yada, 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 yada. Um, and it also would re- require more walking because the parking lots are, especially the, the um, unofficial ones, are farther away. So you're going to have to kind of trek from them to get to the track. Whereas with the shuttle, they'll drop you off right there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, essentially. Um what are your pros and cons of, of, of each one? I, for me, I think it's very dependent on how you travel and what you need at the end of a long day. So from my standpoint, we spent the same amount of time waiting to get out of the parking lot that we did waiting in line, getting on. Like I felt like the getting home when we parked and drove ourselves and getting home from race back to the um, shuttle drop off point was about the same. Yeah. Now I will preface by saying one was a race day and one was a qualifying day. So the race day presumably is probably a little bit busier and more cha- yeah, chaotic. So we took the shuttle on the race day. Yes. yes. Just for to add that. Yes. I mean, the reality is you have half a million people, a little less than half a million people going out to one place. There's going to be traffic. So if you are like, you know, when we left qualifying, we had snacks in the car. We prepped like, you know, we had our own AC. We were able to sort of decompress. We weren't still surrounded by a lot of people. If that's the scenario that you prefer and need and having a like parking on your own makes sense for you and your experience, then that's, I think, where I would lean towards. 
even though I have road rage and I get really annoyed when people are driving stupid, but like, that's fine. If you don't have a car, like the shuttle, it's still like, you're not really, I don't think saving time by taking the shuttle. Um, but I do think it was, there was only a little bit of confusion at the end of the race. Cause we couldn't really figure out where the line started and people were starting to get a little feisty. But other than that, it was really efficient. They kept the lines moving as best they could. There's obviously like so many of these shuttle buses, but then you, again, you're in traffic. So there is definitely going to be waiting. So I'd say like patience is going to be your best friend during this time, even though I'm really bad at it. Um, but so it, I think if you have the option to choose, I think you need to just understand yourself and those you're traveling with and figure out what makes better, like the most sense for your group and headspace. Yeah. And also the shuttle, it's like, you're not, you don't have to worry about anything. Like you just, you just show up in line, you get on the thing. You're not like having to like get out of some place. Yeah. I deal with the traffic yourself. Like you're just along for the ride. Yeah. Like I think we napped. Um, <laughs> or I yes. Did. Yes. Um, yeah, I think, yeah. And I should have said this at the top too. Like patience is so important. And this whole thing, mm-hmm. you have to just accept the reality that everything's going to take a long time waiting in line for concessions, waiting in line for the bathroom, getting out of traffic, waiting for the shuttle, whatever it is, it's going to take some time and you have to go into the experience knowing that do not waste your energy. I cannot emphasize this enough. Don't waste your energy stressing out about, Oh, this person cut me off. This person did this in line. This person, this is bad. It's just, it's a waste of your energy. It's a waste of your time. It's going to ruin your day. You're not going to have fun. It's going to bother you. Just accept that things are going to be a little bit more difficult. Take a little bit, bit more time, but you're going to get to where you need to go. You're going to get, what you need and you're going to have fun. Um, Cause I've seen too many times people just get too worked up and anxious and stressed about these types of things. And it just affects their whole energy and, the, and, and their experience and their whole overall vibe. And you can't expect things like with a, with a, with a um, event of this size and, and scale, like there's going to be some little hiccups and some, and some things that don't go quite according to plan and you just have to prep for that. Um, and I think when when you accept that that's going to happen, then when they do happen, you're better. Like you, you can handle it better. Yeah. Um. And just yeah, accept that it's going to be hot. You're going to be in line a long time, and just like it, enjoy the like you're with your friends or your family or whoever. Like just just go just be along for the ride. Exactly. Um. But I agree with you that like you need to decide what you what's best for you and your like experience mm-hmm. and. And I think the same could be said, like we've talked about this, like when we used to go to Vegas for the radio, I have radio festival. It's like with this whole experience, if you're going to a GP, you need to do it the way you want to do it, not the way you think it's supposed to be done. So if you if all you really want is like at Coda this year, if you're just like, I just want to see the sprint race, that's the only thing I care about. That's fine. If you really want to be there for the race day, that's great too. Like, you know, however you want, however you as a human and those you're traveling with feel it's going to suit you best to spend your time that weekend and your money that weekend, that's what you should do, period. It does not matter what other people are doing. Yes, exactly. Um, We did get some questions of people asking if they should Uber. Do not Uber. Do not Uber. That is the last thing you should do. I would say. I would say Ubering there is probably fine. Ubering there is probably fine. But then it's just kind of like Ubering. You can't get on the shuttle at that point. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Um, no, take the shuttle yeah. or take or yeah, take a car. But it's just you're never going to get out of there. You're never going to find. It's just I don't. The Uber's just never going to get to be expensive as hell. Yeah, and like, I should. The caveat is unless you're leaving in the middle of the day. Yes. Like if you're leaving at the end of the event, whether that's quality sprint race, whatever. Ubering is a joke. Um, but if you just kind of go a little bit and like, don't like you go for practice and you don't stay for qualifying, you're probably fine to take an Uber. Um, but yeah, unless you're leaving in the middle, I wouldn't plan on that at all. Right. Um, we got some questions about like cost and how much it would cost. It's going to cost to go to the races and stuff like that. And so you can get a three day GA ticket for like a little over $300. They're selling them at Costco now, so you can buy them there. Um, and obviously, a grandstand ticket is going to be, you know, 500, 600, et cetera, et cetera, up, upwards as you get into better grandstand spots. Um, so the first thing is obviously like, how much money are you willing to spend on, on a 
weekend? Do you want to be there for all three days? That's, I think, an- another very important question. Because if you don't want to be there for all three days, then you can maybe, you know, get a better seat for one of the days because you know you're not going to be there on the other day. Mm-hmm. So it's all about like what fits in your in your budget and like kind of what what level of an experience do you want to have? Um, are grandstands better than GA? Yes. Yes. Because you don't have to get there ahead of time to find a spot. Yeah. Uh, you have a elevated view of the track. Um, but also with GA or we, with some of the um, grandstand spots, like you might be in direct sunlight the entire race. Whereas with GA, maybe you can find more shade. Mm-hmm. And I will say like GA at Coda is very good. Yeah, it is good. Um, and compared to other races and stuff, you can see, I mean, we were on at turn 19, which is like, it's basically the last turn before the main street. I'm pretty sure. Um, but also like it's a, there's a decently, a decent chunk of the track. That's a straight mm-hmm. prior to turn 19. So we were able to see like a good chunk of the car, we saw Valtteri have his little yeah, spin. Yeah. Um, and we saw a lot. We also were able to see kind of up in the distance turn one. Turn one, yeah. Um, which was cool. But obviously, if you're in a in a grandstand, you might be able to see a little more bit of that. more and a more elevated view of the cars mm-hmm. and that kind of stuff. The other thing too, just at, at Coda, at least I don't know about others, but the GA and grandstands, all the facilities are the same. For the like main yes. grandstand has a separate set of facilities. If I'm is that yes. correct? Okay. Um, so they're so like lines in main grandstand are a little bit less because there's just less people involved, but you're not getting different restroom facilities or anything. Food. Yeah, all the food and beverage, all the activities that you can see, like the Ferris wheel, the games, the merch shops, um, beverage options, everything. I think I said bathrooms already, but all of that is the same for GA as it is for grandstand. So if I just want to make that clear, like if GA is what your budget allows, like you're not missing out on a large part of the like rest of the experience. It's just your viewpoint will be different. Yes, exactly. And and because Coda is a permanent racetrack, um, you know, there's permanent bathrooms. Like everything is very um it's a it's a more elevated experience because it's a permanent location yeah. r- rather than like them placing this track uh in the middle of the streets for a weekend mm-hmm. um now from my perspective and i think you feel the same way i like the idea of like sort of doing a grandstand pass for one of the days doing ga for another one of the days like i don't know how worth it obviously it's the cheapest day to do your grandstand ticket would be on the Friday in theory. Obviously this, this race weekend, it's a sprint weekend. So Friday's qualifying. So I don't know if it's actually going to be cheaper, but like you could say, well, if you, if budget is of a, is of concern, you could get a very inexpensive grandstand ticket on Friday and then do GA on Saturday. But also my thinking is, and again, this is different because it's a sprint weekend. So it doesn't, really apply but like i would rather have the better seat for like the qualif like the sprint race or something and then just do ga on a friday where it's like i'm not as i don't care as much now, yeah again as i've said this is different for the sprint weekend because on a friday you you will get the, the um qualifying um so if budget allows like maybe try to get i was looking online and you know on friday and saturday there's there's grandstand tickets for a hundred and something bucks. Um, and maybe you're only planning to go to the racetrack on Friday and Saturday and not the race, or you're going Saturday, Sunday or whatever. Um, but you can kind of mess around with like doing different things on different days. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you can get one day GA tickets for any of the days. So yeah. Cause they sell like tickets in a pack of two or three so that you can, if you want to be in the same place the whole time, but you can definitely, and this is how we did it, but you can de- definitely buy three one day passes so that you kind of get to experience different areas. So yep, exactly. So which it's I all, liked a lot. Yeah. So it's really all about your budget. It's all about what you want to spend um, and kind of what you, what you want out of the experience. Um, so I, I know that's kind of vague, but it does that that's an important thing to keep in mind for money saving tips. I think the biggest thing I would say is, you know, you can bring in your food, your water, your drinks, 
whatever. Yeah, I don't know why that would change this year. Um, So you don't need to spend any money on food if you don't want to. Like you can bring all that stuff for yourself. Go to the store if if you can pick up stuff. Um, bring that so you don't have to spend a bunch of money on on that. And then this is always you know this is obvious, but like if you can go with a group of people and you can either carpool in their in their car or stay in the same hotel or Airbnb, like again, this all sounds very obvious, but um, that's really going to help cut down on your costs because mm-hmm. that is, I think, the biggest thing for people is like the accommodations and where they're going to stay, and that can really, especially Austin, everything's so expensive. Um, so if you can find make friends, I mean, I don't. I'm always hesitant to say like, you know, find people on the internet to stay with. Um, obviously make sure that they're background check, background check a hundred times that that you know them and you feel comfortable and safe with them. Don't just stay with random strangers. Please don't do that. Um, but it will make the experience a lot cheaper and you don't really spend that much time in the hotel room anyway. Yeah. So like, as long as you have a bed to sleep in, even if you're sharing a bed, who cares? Yeah. That's my thought though. Agreed, at least. Yeah, and like the hotel we stayed at last year, at, I mean, it was a measly continental breakfast, but like breakfast was included in yep. this day. And then, yeah, we had snacks and obviously we did dinners and stuff later. And occasionally, I feel like we shared like chicken tenders one day because we just like oh, needed yeah, them. But... That was fun. Um, <laughs> it was fun. Okay, so the race day itself, um, we've kind of already gone over like what to bring, the race day essentials, all that kind of stuff. We got a lot of questions asking where people should sit at coda obviously turn one everyone talks about turn turn one it's the biggest most i mean you can see the pictures it's like everyone goes there because it's very cool it's top of a hill um you get a view of the main straight and then obviously the 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 turn is very is 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 cool too there's a grandstand at turn one but then there's also a big ga section there too now, the only caveat with turn one is that people will literally get there at the crack of dawn on the race day in order to camp out to get a spot on turn one. So if you're up for that, yeah, more power to you. But we're not. We're not. We're not. And I think you, you, you get a very good view. But as we've mentioned before, like it's Quite. over in a... Yeah, it's just... It's very, very fast. And... um. So it's all about what you're willing to put in. Yeah, it's just such personal preference. It's like such personal if, preference. If it's your first time and you are just you really want to be experienced turn one, do that. Like that's great. And if you I mean, you know, I think there's plenty of us that have camped out for someone or another. I know we both have. So if, if that's what you want to do, I think that's great. And you should and experience it. Um and if you're don't want to, that's okay too. And it's a great I mean it it's a great it view. A great view. Yeah. And I mean, obviously last year, that's where George had his incident with Carlos. Like, um, you can get, you get to see very cool things. Well, that wasn't so cool, but, um, not for Carlos at least, but, um, but also if you don't want to get up super, super early and camp out and wait and be there, there's other great places to watch that are not just turn one. We mentioned we were on, on turn 19, um, which is, I think also known as Haas Hill. That's what they what they call it. That's I think like the Haas Grandstand, as well. Um, and it was great. Actually, it was. I felt like it was a really good location because it wasn't too crowded. Like mm-hmm. it, it, there was obviously a lot of people there, but like we weren't like squished. Yeah, there's still definitely down, room to move, walk around. It did get pretty crowded when like the race actually started, and like it was kind of hard to get out of there. But you're also right near bathroom. Mm-hmm. You are near food. You're near other things going on. I think it's the it's the turn right by the. Was it? It's not the Ferris wheel, but it's another. It's that one ride that does like. Oh yeah. The, yeah. So it's like r- right by a ride. Is it right by the Coda sign? No, it's not. No. Like Coda, or the, not the Coda. Sign, no, it's by the amphitheater though. Yeah. Okay. Um, that was one of the bathrooms that we used where the drivers pep rally. Yes. Yes. Um. So if you're wanting a more like low key place, not maybe quite as like cutthroat. I mean, we got there at like probably 10-ish on Sunday and there's plenty of space um, and there continued to be space well into the... I mean, like, we probably could have come like a couple hours later. And yeah, and people are fine. respectful like if like someone in your group leaves to go to the bathroom and you're kind of holding down the fort, like once you kind of set your territory, at least in my experience, people were... it's People weren't trying to like step on your toes or yeah. like getting, you know, 
squeeze you out. Right. So that's a great place to sit. Um, and then obviously with, and I'm sure there's other good places to sit too with GA. We just didn't experience Yeah, we don't them. know them. Um, but with grandstand, so we were in the main grandstand on Saturday for qualifying, which was expensive. I can't remember how much we spent. A couple hundred? Yeah. Something like closer that. to three, I think. Okay. Um, but it was very cool. Yeah, it was. Like very, I'm glad we did it. Um, yeah. Like you, you get a great view, obviously, of the starting line um up into turn one. You're across from from the pit lane. Um and it's very, very cool. Um, it is expensive. Mm-hmm. So and we could I mean we weren't gonna be able to do it for the whole weekend. So yeah. we just decided that we'll do it for quality and call it a day yeah the one bummer i think that would makes it i think where we were sitting better this time around is that because it was quality they all started from the pit lane so we didn't really get to see them yeah start yeah from where we were i mean if we would have been there on a race day we would have been at like the you know front of the grid yes that's not where we were well if we get there if we sit there for the sprint we'll get that so which we should look in in, i know i was thinking about that like 20 minutes ago i was like oh my gosh again it's so personal preference driven it's it's totally about like what you can afford what you want how many days you're going etc etc but i think the main point is that there really isn't a bad ticket there's not get a great seat and a great view no matter if you're in ga grandstand wherever you are um you're gonna have a great time Mm -hmm. and you're going to, I think, come away from the experience being like, wow, that was really fun. I was around a lot of really fun people. So whatever you can fit into your budget, um, I would say if you have the time or the money to do like a grandstand ticket one day, a GA, you know, a, a different day. Um, and again, you can feel feel free to message us like if you are debating between things or questioning like your, you know, individual situations like happy to talk through it or give us give our advice on the situation um but yeah kind of mess around with it kind of see what you can find um i will also say like for us people you probably know this but um you can check on stubhub on SeatGeek. they do a lot of resale tickets um so you can check up like in i mean i think now too you know you can see how much main grandstand tickets are going to be for the Saturday or the race or how much GA tickets are going to be. But if you only have like one ticket right now, like say you just have the, your ticket for Saturday qualifying, like you can keep tabs as as we get closer to the race, because like on, like on Saturday tickets are going to drop for Sunday. So like, if you're, if you're kind of on the fence, like, I don't know if I want to go on Sunday, yada, yada, yada. Um, you know, wait and see how you feel. Go, go on Saturday, see how you feel. And then you, you can buy tickets Saturday night. Like, mm-hmm. I think that's, that's the nice thing about America. Well, with StubHub, I mean, I don't love resale stuff right. all the time, but it is nice for these situations because you can kind of, you don't have to commit today. Right. And you can pick exactly where you want to sit, whether it's a certain grandstand, a GA seat, whatever. So check out those sites. As I said, StubHub, SeatGeek, is there other places that do it? Um, I don't know about F. I mean, I know there's others for concerts. I just don't know. Yeah. I mean, sometimes Ticketmaster has resales too. Yep. Yep. So just keep an eye out on that. Um, the fan zone, people did ask about the fan zone. Mm-hmm. And um, that is in the amphitheater, the like, as Hannah would say, the, the driver pep rally. Uh, it's in the amphitheater at Coda. Um, and if I re- remember correctly, there's an app, right, that we had last year that we used to like know the timing of different things. Yes. So everyone should download. If you're going to Coda, you should. Da- is it what? I think it's just Coda. Okay, like the circuit of the America's app, and it'll come out. Like when you get tickets, you'll get emails pr- promo about all this stuff, and yes. the website and will so have an it. App where you can like pull it up, and you you'll know the times for different things and the times for the driver pep rally, um, and. Uh, you can also get updates on like when certain teams are doing them and the times and all that kind of stuff. So just keep up to date with that. Um, a lot of questions about what to wear. Mm. I mean, obviously you should wear fifth gear Garms merch. Duh. <laughs> get a great t-shirt or something to wear. Um, use code band behavior 10. 10% off. off. Um, comfort is key. Yes. Do not wear jeans. Actually don't wear denim. Unless that's your preferred comfort and being swampy in your butt is something you like. <laughs> it's so hot. Yeah. 
I would not recommend wearing denim. Yeah, Austin in October is a hot place to be. I would honestly recommend wearing like a summer dress that's like flowy and like casual because I feel like, a you know, you can get a lot of airflow Mm -hmm. movement, but still look cute with the dress or wear like a workout dress or like spandex, like just go comfortable. Yeah, I'm trying to think. Uh, I wore bike shorts mm-hmm. and my Rick three shirt. Mm-hmm. And then I wore my athletic, my black athletic dress. Did we only go to the track twice? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that yeah. was it. Um, yeah, go, go casual. That's def. It's definitely d- different than like a Monaco or something like that, where people maybe are a little bit more elevated. Um, wear sneakers, wear closed toed shoes because yes. it is very dusty. Um, so yeah, don't even try to risk it with like sandals. I wouldn't wear boots personally. I would wear there's a lot of walking around. Yeah, a lot Especially of walking. if you are if you decide you want main grandstand and you're committed to staying in the man great main grandstand space, you won't be walking as much. But if you are GA or any other grandstand, there's plenty of truck and truck in it. So uh, definitely comfortable shoes. If you want to, you know, dress up a little bit more, go for it. But again, it's like a pant with that's breathable and you know, or a dress or something like that. That's just more comfortable allows for airflow hats hats if you burn like me or her hats are good yeah, sunscreen's great favorite f1 team with your you know with a good old hat um and a lot of people were you know wear just like their favorite f1 driver merch like yeah. you know just go all out for your favorite driver favorite team um and there's so many great as i mean we said Fifth gear ground for there's so many other great like places to get really good stuff to wear. Yeah. So like I, I feel like a lot of people ask when we wear our like um retro insane graphic tees with the drivers on them. People ask us about those a lot. We got those on Etsy. To be fair, like I think legally they're a little bit of an issue from like the business trade like a trademark perspective. So the business itself seems to change a lot. So I can't give you a link or anything because I think the place I bought it from isn't open anymore. Um but if you just do like, you know, F1 90s t-shirt or whatever that they pop up. It's like search for your favorite driver on Etsy and you'll probably find a, a lot of options. Yeah. Um, okay. Where to stay? So we were in Austin in June and we stayed at the Marriott South Austin. Fantastic. Which was fantastic. It was very close to the track. Um, like, I don't know, maybe 15 minutes away. Mm-hmm. Um, so if you're driving a- again, it's like a great place to stay. But what I think, I mean, obviously it's like a nice, comfortable hotel, but breakfast is included Mm -hmm. and it's a good breakfast, Mm -hmm. which key. Um, And yeah, the proximity to the track, I feel like is so key. Um, We actually have a discount code for anyone who wants to maybe stay there, whether it's for the USGP or another time you're going to Austin, um, you can use the code. It's in our link tree, which is in our Instagram and TikTok bios. Um, And I'll try to add it. If I remember, I'll try to add it to the description of this episode as well. Um, And you can use our like corporate rate basically to stay there. Um, But that was a excellent experience yeah the ikea recommend yeah the um restaurant at that hotel yeah, was fantastic do restaurant. not sleep on it if you go there it's so good um i i actually ate there because i stayed in oh yeah and I, I ate there i had a um I feel like i had like a chicken parm sandwich mm. it was so good so like there's the breakfast sort of lounge area but then there's also like a separate restaurant um, so if you're like exhausted after a day of being at the track you don't have to like leave your hotel to like get food you can just go to the restaurant eat there like yeah. so 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 fantastic mm-hmm. so definitely recommend um but if you can't stay there or you know you want something else like the reality is everything is expensive mm-hmm. airbnbs are booked up like everything is you're gonna have to pay you're gonna have to pay or and this is again where you have to decide what What's more important to you? Is it important to stay downtown near the action, or is it is it important to have an affordable hotel and not and just like Uber if you want to go downtown or drive, take the shuttle, whatever? Because we stayed in a hotel that was twenty five ish minutes away from like downtown Austin. Well, yeah. Well, the so we stayed like in basically it wasn't even technically Austin. It was round rock and it was north of austin and the track is south of austin um 
And it was like, but it was the same distance to get to the track as it was to get downtown, mm-hmm. a 20 minute drive. And the reality is most things are going to be about that distance away. Yeah. So don't feel like you need to stay downtown, downtown, super in, you know, in the middle because you're also going to be far away from the track. Mm-hmm. And and if you want to stay close to the track, you're going to be far away from downtown. So it's like nothing is going to be super close and super efficient. So my recommendation would be to just find the best place that's relatively close. That's the cheapest option and stay there. Yeah. Don't worry about staying super close. Of course, unless you're wanting to like, I don't know, like, if, cause I, I figure if you're staying farther away and you're taking the shuttle, maybe you're going to have to Uber to the shuttle location yeah. to then take the shuttle, which is fine. Um, and again, depending on how many people you're with may not be very expensive. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you're wanting to just walk, yeah, then maybe you're going to want to stay down downtown. But the reality is most places are going to be pretty pricey. Yeah. I mean, I think places I've seen are averaging like 500 plus a night right now. Yeah. So that's also when it comes into like, if you have other friends that are going, other people that are going like, get a group, suck it up, stay together share beds mm-hmm. like it's not always the most enjoyable no. but you're barely there like that's yeah. that's the truth like you're there to sleep and then uh but like we like i said we stayed i mean a ways away not it wasn't actually that far um and what do we spend like it was like 300 total per yeah. per night which sounds kind of crazy but it was cheap compared to the rest of the places and it was fine like, yeah it was, it was totally fine. fine like not a big deal um and again we we had a car so it made it easier for us but um and like i said about the uh tickets and stuff if people have questions and they have like things they're looking at or hotels they're looking at airbnbs and they want our advice please send them in our instagram dms mm-hmm. i'm happy to help answer the other thing questions. about accommodations and i don't have a lot of information on this because i kind of at one point had a panic that we weren't gonna have anywhere to stay and um went a little rogue but they have um, like RV camping spots at Coda that you can rent. Um, and there is, I don't remember the name of it, but there is a company that kind of like a Turo or an Airbnb that you can rent RVs. So if that is anything that you're interested in, something to look at. Yes. <laughs> but I don't really have much more information than that other than it is a possibility if that's something you'd like to look into. Yes. Um, okay. Let's just get into some miscellaneous questions we got. So people ask best place to see drivers. Um, I mean, you might see drivers out and about in Austin, though, like hard to know, hard to know. And I feel like that's going to become like that, that chance is going to get less and less because I think it's just, I wouldn't, if I was them, I wouldn't want to be out and about. I do know that though, that like, if you stay the extra day, like Monday after the race, like people have seen F1 drivers like out at different national Mm -hmm. restaurants and stuff like the day after the race. So something to keep in mind or maybe do you remember those people that saw daniel and heidi on the scooter on the street oh yeah maybe you'll just see the scootering around yeah. um but in terms of on at the actual track on on the grounds the best place is at the uh driver pep rally yes um which is very fun it is I fun really enjoyed that a lot yeah and they do those on friday morning and saturday morning um so keep your eyes peeled for that and they'll do like five or probably five at a time and then they'll, they'll do the other five the, the following day. Um, so if you're wanting to get like to see your, the, your favorite drivers up close and personal, that's the, probably the best way to do it. Um, what are the grounds like at Coda? Amazing. Really nice. Really so cool. Yeah. Like, very spacious, lots to do, lots to see, like uh, like lawn space to just kind of chill and hang out. Like I, I've, compared it to like a festival vibe it's a very festival vibe like like there's rides there's places to eat there's um like little sort of pop-up things like it's very fun and the energy is great you're around a lot of other obviously f1 fans like it's a fun place even if you weren't there to watch racing you just were there to like spend a day Mm -hmm. it's a nice place to spend a day agreed yeah and i feel like they do we're like the staff always seems really friendly like it's as clean as it can be with 400,000 people in and out for three straight days. Like I just, I think it's, and again, we don't have a lot to compare it to um, from track perspective, but I, I think they do a great job. Yes. Um, Someone said, how do you structure your three days to fit everything in? I think the most important thing is to just like 
write down or like figure out what is most important for you to see. So like if it is the driver pep rally stuff, if it is, you know, qualifying, if it's this, that, the other, like I feel like with practice, which obviously again, this is so specific because this year is different. There's only going to be one practice, which is also kind of insane. Um, like you don't need to sit through a full hour of FP1. Like you can see a little bit of it if you want to, and then you can like go to do a different thing. Um, so it's really just about like, what do you really value? What do you really want to see? And then like adjust accordingly. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't feel like it was super difficult. To, I, I I didn't feel like we were like rushing around to no. like, get things in. Like everything was fine. Yeah, no, I thought I was, I thought we did everything we wanted. And I think that's again, like what Zoe said is you have to decide, like, I don't want to leave Austin without doing X. And then start to kind of make a schedule around that. And then if there's, if you're not able to fit things in, you have to decide, okay, which one's a non-negotiable and which one am I okay leaving behind until next year or whatever. Yep. Yep. Um, like you can also go onto the track when the race is over on, on Sunday. We didn't, we, we, we didn't do that, but like you can go onto the track and you can, you know, be on there and, um, do that, do that kind of stuff which is fun but maybe it's more important for you to like get the hell out of there like that's what it was for us you can pick and choose um someone asked about finding off track events like with you know like the williams pop-up my biggest piece of advice would just be to follow all the teams on social media and just like keep your eyes peeled for like what they are because they'll obviously share that on their social media we'll try to do our best like leading up to the race to make sure that we share those things on our page as well in case people happen to miss it or keep people updated on what's what's going on in and around austin um so yeah just keep your eyes peeled i don't really have any other advice other than that. um because a lot of that stuff that does happen it's not all of it's public so you might see pictures and stuff or videos from it but it's like an invitation event that we wouldn't have been broadcasted and we wouldn't know about it yeah exactly um and then someone said what day is the best to go if you can only go on one day and I would say for this day specifically, it's probably Saturday, the sprint. Mm-hmm. But I would say in general, I would say for me, my opinion is quality. Yeah. So which is always going to be the Saturday, right? Yeah. 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 But for Coda. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and you'll get a quality I and mean, you'll get the sprint quality and you'll get the sprint race. So um, and you'll get to see a race, but it won't be it'll be, you know, half an hour rather than an hour and a half and might be a little bit less expensive, a little bit less crazy. Um, we're still on the fence of as to whether we're going to go to the race or not. I, who knows? We're, we're still, everything is kind of up in the air for us. Um, I mean, we're going, it's just we're, we're, the, the yeah, final plans are it's just where we're going to sit and be on all that kind of stuff. Um, but ultimately like, it's so fun. Yeah, it is I, fun. I had the best time going last year. And like I said, just the energy is really great. It's fun. It's going to be a long day. Like, I feel like every day after the, after we were at the track, we literally just like went, we like drove through plate, like we get like Chinese food or something yeah. and like get, just get to our hotel and like sit. sit and eat and watch like a movie, which was what I wanted to, like, I just didn't have the full energy to like do anything else after that. Um, it's going to be a long day. You're going to be tired, hot, but. It's a really fun time. So fun. Um, we'll be there. I think I'm going to make a bunch of friendship bracelets nice. to pass around with people. So if you see us out and about, like come find me and I'll give you a bracelet if I have any left. Um, and it's just fun to be around other F1 people. Yeah, it's nice. It's a really, really good time. So I hope you all are there. If you can make it to Coda this, this year, I think, you know, we're biased. I have never been to Miami. Obviously haven't been to Vegas, but yeah, I think it is the F1 race in the States. Like, I think so too. I really don't have any, int- I shouldn't say I don't have any interest in going to Miami. I I do, but I, I feel very biased yeah. towards Coda. But I think, Coda you know, race. like you said earlier, having a permanent track versus street track is a very different experience. I yeah. think Miami is still new. Vegas hasn't, hasn't happened. Yet. So I think, you know. Yeah. We're also going to make, I, I, I know you mentioned making like some, some sort of ebook type of thing. Yes. Um, so with like recommendations and tips and tricks that we'll put out at, at some point. So if you want it in written form, yeah, you can see all that. Um, and uh, yeah, it's just, uh, I mean, we have taken 
well, I guess you didn't take turn one in our hot lap, but I have, I've taken turn one and I can tell you it is. Honestly, I don't think my tummy could have handled it during our hot lap. And I think I was probably only going about a hundred miles an hour. So I can't imagine what they were going through, but it is a, is a wild ride. It is a wild ride. (laughs) It's a wild ride. Yeah. Um, It's crazy. Okay, guys. Well, that that's that on that. Hope that answers at least some of your questions. At least maybe helps you work through some things you're going through. Like I said, our DMs are always open. If you have questions, we can give our best advice as much as we can. Um, and uh, very excited for it. It's going to be a great, great time. Yeah. We're still we we know some people have asked about doing some sort of like meetup type of thing on the weekend. We would love to do that. Um, we have to work out logistically how that would work. Actually, Michaela, she loves a one mentioned doing the Taylor Swift dressing up as the Taylor Swift era mm-hmm. and just playing going to Coyote Ugly or going someplace with touch tunes and just playing Taylor Swift all night. Yeah. That would be fun. So fun. Um so we'll let you know if that ever transpires or what what we might end up doing. Um it's also the Chelsea Arsenal weekend. Yeah. So a lot of things to, to big weekend. Big big yeah big fun times for us all. Um anything else? I don't think so. Okay. Well, Dutch GP this weekend. Zanvoort. Zanvoort. Going to be great. F1's back. Just nothing like nothing like kicking off the season with, or the end of summer break with another, the Orange Army. Another Max home home race. Good Love times. Love them, but goodness good gracious. For all. Um, okay, guys. Talk to you next week. On, On Shantae. Shantae.